Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Trisha Sankiewicz, Registered Dietitian. On our episode today, I wanted to spend some time talking about our bodies. As we start to move into the summer months, when we begin to have this dread or embarrassment of not wanting to bare our skin or not wanting to, you know, move into our summer wardrobe and start thinking about bathing suit season. And I just want to start talking about movements that are out there and things that are out there that can support you in an attempt to strategize or move forward into this continuing of this continuum of starting to figure out ways that we can take small steps to love our bodies. I think it's easy to be like, oh, you just accept yourself because now all of a sudden you're uncomfortable in a bathing suit, which we will talk about in the next couple weeks. But really like kind of getting to the tactical about how you can do this and how this can be done. And really just kind of thinking about this idea that we um that that I know it's hard to do is to love ourselves. I mean, I'm right there with you. And so, you know, trying to move from this place of um, beating up on yourselves and talking terribly about yourselves to a place that you can become a little bit more accepting than perhaps where you are today. Another reason why I wanted to talk about this is that, you know, when you're do- when I'm doing all this research about what we're going to talk about today, which is body positivity and body neutrality and these two different movements and kind of where to start with them. It's so interesting, but not unsurprising that so much of the message comes and really talks about how as there's this generational message that's being spread across women um, from generation to generation about our bodies and how it takes generations for that cycle to break. So I want you to just kind of think about that, especially if you have small children or children in general, that what you're, you know, just kind of what you're saying to yourself is probably going to be passed down to your children too. So it's a way that as a family and as a community, we can start to have some kind of acceptance for ourselves and hopefully get to this place that we can that we can stop that um, that negative self-talk and the self-criticism that we do when it comes to our bodies. Now, before we start this particular episode, I wanted to let you know that I did release a podcast episode last week. Um, it was very late, though, so I apologize. I had been dealing with COVID and, and just some, you know, the lingering of COVID. So I was unable to record a podcast. My voice kept, I kept coughing so much that I wasn't unable to do it. So when my, when I had a little bit of a break and I was able to get my cough controlled, I did record an episode. So I just want to let you know, it did come out late last week, but there is an episode and it's kind of in line with this episode in the sense that it talks about three myths that we tell our body because three myths that we, we say about our body. So if you can 
bear me getting through it with me coughing and then it might be something that you want to check out it's a pretty I mean I think it's a pretty cool it was it was a good concept of an episode I'm not sure what the if you can manage the execution of it but I do recommend you checking it out okay so now we're going to talk and focus on this idea of how do we bring acceptance to ourselves and to our bodies after having so many years of having dread and shame and embarrassment and a feeling of unworthiness when it comes to our bodies. So there's two different movements that I really wanted to talk about today in an attempt to get to this place of finding some kind of acceptance when it comes to your body, especially again, as we move into the summer, um, the summer season where I know all of us struggle and again, myself included in this idea of having less clothes on and accepting who we are when it comes to our bodies. The first movement that we're going to talk about is body positive movement. And the second movement we're going to talk about is this idea of body neutrality. So I'm going to talk to you about them and then give you some kind of tactical steps on how to get there and just some resources for you to investigate if that's something that um, appeals to you. One caveat of this is, as we talk about these movements, is that, you know, I think that there is something that you have to probably do each day in order to get to a place that you are becoming more acceptance, accepting of yourself and of your body. You know, I think it's something that it's not like you can take a passive role in. Maybe, maybe, you know, you can you know, start following some people on your social media accounts that are more positive and that kind of gets you in that direction. But there probably will be some steps that you need to take in order to get you to a place that that happens. I just don't know that for me anyway, and I'm just speaking, you know, and of one, just me, it, it's, I, I have to do work in order to get there. It doesn't just happen because I want it to. So as I talk about the strategies, I'm going to give you some resources too um, that you can, you know, that, that I can leave in my show notes or in the show notes that you can really look at and start to explore this idea of where you fall in this continuum and where you want to be when it comes to um, being in this place that you're accepting of yourself. So the first one we're going to talk about is this body positive movement. So this movement is basically created to help people find freedom and acceptance from the societal pressures placed on their bodies so that people can find a place of freedom and healing to stop the never-ending struggle with your body. If you want to find information on the whole body positivity movement, you can go to, I think it's body positive. Positive. Let me look here. Thebodypositive.org. And again, this will be in the show notes. But it's really interesting. The founders of the of this, um, there's there's co-founders of this movement. And basically, um, some of the movements started where I think a lot of women go, which is based on some eating disorder, based on like what society told these particular women about their body and kind of a response to that. So the emphasis on this body positive movement is that, you know, society puts pressure on bodies, that something is wrong with you if you look different, and that your body and your self-worth 
should not be determined by how you look based on your physical appearance. From their website, this body positive movement is and describes itself as a nonprofit organization that teaches people to listen to their bodies, learn and thrive, with the ultimate goal being to end the harmful consequences of negative body image, such as eating disorders, depression, anxiety, cutting, suicide, substance abuse, and relationship violence. In this body positive movement, there is, they have like a model, like a five-step model. And it's basically teaching, I think they go into schools and they talk to um, teenage girls and college students, not just girls, and teenage teenagers and college students um, about the idea of loving your body. Because their message is to love your body and to live your life. So the goal of the body positive movement is to have inclusivity and acceptance of your body. Now, you know, there's, there's a really good TED talk by the, um, the woman who was one of the co-founders of, of this movement. Her name is Connie Sobrick, Sobchik. God, you would, you would think with my name that I would be able to say people's names that are like, you know, a little bit harder to say. I think her name is Connie Sobchak. It's S-O-B-C-Z-A-K. So anyway, there is, um, she did a TED Talk, so I'll, we will include that in the show notes. But basically, it just talks about like this idea that, um, that you don't have to hate your body and that being fat is not bad, contrary to what society tells you. And she really talks about, and the movement is about this idea that you have this like critical voice that is in your head, right? And that critical voice that we all have is that it's telling us things that that we believe over time because we've heard them, we've heard it so much, right? And that our critical voice is this way that we protect ourselves. It's this form of self-protection. And that our inner voice and criticism may tell us things like you're too old, you're too ugly, you're too fat, you're too unworthy. And that basically all of the things that we get these messages from people in our past, um, relationships that we've had, people in our life, um, our society, because there's this message that culture, um, really glorifies women and men for being thin and demonizes anybody who lives in a different kind of body or bigger body. And so the goal of this whole movement is that it's to get to a place that we can um, learn to have some kind of self-acceptance and self-love and show up for ourselves. So it's this movement that is trying to break that cycle of, you know, feeling bad about ourselves, blaming ourselves for our bodies, end up feeling hate, hatred for our bodies, um, getting into this place that you are remembering all of the hurtful things that people have said to you. And then, you know, going in this place that you're maybe dieting or restricting what you're eating, maybe you're binging and having a lot of shame about how you look and how your what your appearance looks like. 
and then having that cycle repeat over and over again. And one of the things that's really harmful when we talk about our weight, right, is that a lot of times this critical voice is so focused on this idea of being thin because somehow being thin is um, more worthy and it really values thinness as opposed to the behaviors um, associated with health that are going to be more indicate that are going to be more indicative of just our overall sense of well-being. And again, I talked about that on last week's episode. If you want to check that out too, so with the body positive movement, the emphasis is on practicing and gaining self love. So learning to be vulnerable with our flaws and getting to a place that you can accept them, Um, validating how you feel and starting to really understand those feelings. It's this idea of showing up for yourself and that you, that even if you don't have a, a day that you like yourself, um, you can still love yourself. And I think that's probably apparent in both of these movements, this idea, which I think is pretty radical because I always feel like you either have to love yourself or hate yourself. So I think it's interesting, this, this approach that you don't have to, you don't have to like how you feel today to still feel like you love yourself because there's this overwhelming sense of self-love that you might not like how you look today, but you love yourself enough to know that it's something bigger and that it doesn't have to result in some kind of punishment. And so this is basically this whole diet, whole idea of having and developing self-love. Now, I think with this movement or any movement, I think it's important that, you know, in order to get to this place that you have self-love, I think, I think you probably have to, um, surround yourself or go to therapy or do something that you're in this place that you're getting to an idea that you can have self-love. I think if you come from a place, again, just my opinion, but from my own self, like when I'm doing work and have done work on my self-love, it just doesn't like, it just doesn't come out of thin air. It's usually something that I'm working on in therapy or, um, immersing myself in, this whole idea of, um, of self-love. So I don't know that it comes by osmosis. I think it's more like having and surrounding yourself with things that get you to a place that you can start to believe it. Cause I think if you're so far out on the other spectrum, it's hard to kind of rein it back in to all of a sudden be like, Oh, I love myself so much. And so perhaps maybe you're there with me too. Some of the criticism of the body positive movement is that there's a lot of um, talk about that. First off, that you're like forcing your you, that you're forcing yourself to feel this way. That you don't particularly want to be positive all the time, and that perhaps even being positive all the time is something that can be negative because you don't really believe it because you might not be there yet. And the other criticism of the body positive movement is that. There's some feeling that there may be some exclusion of bodies that are different, such as bigger bodied individuals, just disabled individuals, um, bodies of different colors, um, and also the LGBTQIA community. So because of that, 
Then there ends up being this other movement that's a newer movement, and it's called a body neutrality order. <laughs> it's called the body neutrality movement. Oh my gosh. And this movement is by a woman. Her name is Ann Poirier. And I'm going to leave all this in my show notes. Okay. So the next movement we're going to talk about is this body neutrality movement, which is more a movement that's kind of middle of the road. So if you're looking at, if you're looking at a continuum, on the left-hand side, you're going to have body positivity. On the right-hand side, you're going to have body negativity. And then in the middle, you're going to have body neutrality. And so body neutrality is this idea that you're loving your body for how it functions in life right now and not by its outward appearance. So you may not love your body all the time, but you accept it and you're feeling neutral about it. On the new body neutrality websites, it's basically saying that Body neutrality is a shift in perspective. So you're going from this place of having body hatred, disgust, and dislike to a place where you're finding more appreciation and respect for your body. Basically, the body neutrality movement is this idea that you're honoring the body as it is and taking a few steps down the body image continuum towards a more neutral zone. So how do you do that? Well, there's five steps when it comes to body neutrality, and I'm going to go through them with you. And if you want more information, I, I will leave this in the show notes, and the author actually wrote a book, so I'll talk to you about that too towards the end. So the first five, the first of the five ways that you start to work towards having body neutrality is first calling a truce with your body. The second is Every day, writing down five things that your body can do. So these are really good things that your body can do. Getting to this place where you can have a little bit more acceptance and that you're realizing that your body can do something positive as opposed to always putting it into that category that it's, that it's bad, it doesn't look the way that it's supposed to be. So a way that you're starting to bring some honor into the things that your body can do. The third step is by replacing any of the negative things you say about your body with something that is a little bit more neutral. And so that could be something what I'm thinking of is when I'm walking down the beach and my thighs are touching and they feel really jiggly and they start to rub when I walk. So maybe instead of thinking that, having this idea that, wow, my thighs are strong and they've helped me to do things and they help me to walk and they help me to exercise and they help me where I need to go. So having that idea that you're shifting that negative thought. So it's not in this place where it's like, I love my body, but it's a little bit more neutral. You're really focusing on what your body is doing, um, how it's taking you through this world and appreciating your body for being able to do that. So it becomes a little bit more neutral as opposed to being in this place that your body is negative. The fourth Thing here is to focus on your strength. So in addition to writing down five things that your body can do, which was step two, now focusing on the, the strengths that you have. So what are some things that you're 
that people in your life will tell you that you're really good at. Are you good at what? Are you good at listening to people? Are you good at solving problems? Taking that all into account and knowing that you and your body are capable of things that are really strong. Are you, um, like speaking of the leg thing, like do you have really strong legs that you're able to do a lot of things that people that didn't have the strength or size of your legs wouldn't be able to do. So really focusing on and honing on some things that are that are positive and that are some strengths when it comes to your body. And then lastly, which I think is really important, is to delete any social media accounts that make you feel bad about yourself and replace them with ones that are more accepting and are more of a place that that fosters some kind of body acceptance or at the very minimum body neutrality. Some accounts that I follow that are on Instagram that I really love, um, one of them is Body Positive Memes. Um, there is, with the whole body positive movement, there is um, a site that's The Body Positive. There is I way, so it's the letter I underscore way. There is body image with Brie. I believe she's a, um, a therapist. There is two dietitians. There is Alyssa Rumsey, RD. She's a dietitian that focuses on um, eating disorders and intuitive eating. And then there is dietitian Anna, and she is the same thing. So those two dietitians are their emphasis is on. Um, is based on body image and based on health at every size and based on just that intuitive eating approach. So again, we've talked about two different movements here. We've talked about the body positive movement and we've talked about the body neutrality movement. I think for starters, it's for me personally, I think the body the body neutrality movement is a way that might seem a little bit more accessible to do, especially if you're in a place right now, if you're really, if you're new to body acceptance and body love, and you're really trying to get to a place that you're trying to move into the continuum of body um, acceptance. And then as you start to practice that more, then perhaps you get to a place that you feel that you're able to be, you know, move further down the continuum and, and have some body positivity. Both of the authors um, the body positive, the body positivity movement. She wrote a book. The woman who started that, one of the co-founders, and I'll put that in um, in the show notes. Her book is called "Embody: Learning to Love Your Unique Body and Quiet That Critical Voice." Also, she did a TED talk, and I'll put that link in the show notes. The woman who started the body neutrality movement, Anne Poirier, also wrote a book. Her book is called The Body Joyful, Shaping Perspectives. So if that's an approach that you're interested in, check that out. And then lastly, there's another book. It's called The Body is Not an Apology. And that's a really good read too if you're having, um, if you're in a place that you're struggling with your body. And that's by Sonia Renee Taylor. So, you know, the whole goal of this podcast is to first normalize that you know, that a lot of people don't love their body um, and that you don't always have to like your body. 
but that the goal is to get you to a place that you can love it unconditionally and that you can liberate yourself from the preoccupation of thoughts that you probably have about your weight. And especially now when you may be feeling more vulnerable because of the summer months that are approaching and you're in a place that you may be surrounded by family, wearing less clothing, and just that overall vulnerability and trying to get yourself into a mindset that you are going to be more accepting of that so that you can live your life and be who you want to be. And I don't know which approach works for you, but I wanted to give you some options and some resources that you could look into, especially if you feel like you're really struggling with this. You know, I I don't want you to, I feel like for women in particular, we carry this idea around that like, oh yeah, we'll love ourselves and we'll love our bodies when we're older. But I think that as we get older, we never quite get there. It's just, we carry all of this stuff around from years and years of, of, of not loving ourselves and feeling unworthy. And then we never get to a place that we make that self-love and that self-acceptance a priority. So as we start this summer series um, of our podcasting, I just wanted to kind of introduce you to those ideas so that that's something that if you're really struggling, you can start to work on. We will continue on this podcast, start keep talking about um, about bodies and things like that, because I think that's where most of us struggle when it comes to um, self-acceptance. Again, I will leave all this information in the show notes, but just to remind you that today we talked about body positivity movement and we talked about the body neutrality movement. And if you want to find more resources, all of that will be in the show notes. I appreciate you guys um, listening today. And, you know, any Anything that you want to make, any change that you want to make, it requires you to take one, one step, no matter how, how small. And so I want you to think about the five things that we talked about in terms of moving towards having more body neutrality, calling a truce with your body, writing five things down that your body can do, replacing a negative thing with something that's more positive, focusing on the strength or deleting social media accounts that make you feel bad about yourself. I want you to think about one of those things today that you can do to move you in this step that you can feel like you're having more self-acceptance and that you are moving to a place that you feel more loving or at least more neutral when it comes to your body. I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you guys back here next week. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good week.